Playing Hurt Podcast. All oh, hey. Oh, hey. The Playing Hurt Podcast. All oh, hey. It's Playing Hurt. Got CJ and Drew on the podcast. Born in the game, so it's common to talk trash. Highly opinionated, but they stay in the raw stats. They say the truth first, so if you sit to the fall back. Playing Hurt Podcast. All oh, hey. All oh, hey. Playing Hurt Podcast. All oh, hey. All oh, hey. Welcome in, party people, to another wonderful episode of Playing Hurt. I am CJ Hurt. I would say joined alongside, as always, by Drew Barrett, but we're not next to each other because we have a fabulous interview lined up for you guys. And because it's a little bit of a long-distance type thing, we are on Skype. But on the other line is Drew Barrett. What up, Drew Barrett? Oh, not much. On my grind, man. You know, uh, trying to work this Skype thing makes me really feel just how out of touch with technology that I am. Because you're just like, yeah, just go on and create something. And I called you on the phone and was like, man, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing on this darn thing. <laughs> I don't know anything about technology. It just makes me feel like I might as well be my 55-year-old father. The crazy thing is that Shauna... We we got the videos up. Drew doesn't have his video up. Oh, but so we're we're joined by Shauna Jordan. Shauna well, is a journalism. How do I do, student. How do, I do the face thing? <laughs> Shauna is a journalism student at the University of Mich- uh, Memphis. Excuse me. She's down there in Rio right now. Shauna, say hello to everybody. Hey. All right. So check this out. So Shauna and I have our videos up. Shauna, can you see me? All right. I think I turned it on. Uh, oh, here goes Drew. Drew is up? back with us up? now. It's coming up finally. Thank you, Drew, for joining the I, 21st I can, century. I can't see y'all. I mean, I can see Shauna. I can't see CJ or I can't see myself. Yeah, I can't see yours either, CJ. Okay, so my video's not on. <laughs> Daggum Skype. Okay, so that's how this works. There it is. And the crazy thing is I do a podcast, Wolverine Wanderings, that is exclusively done on Skype. And it shouldn't, take, shouldn't have t- taken us that long, Drew, to figure out how to work this thing. <laughs> but like I said, we got, we got Shauna here. Shauna's down in Rio, covering the Olympics with the University of Memphis, or for the University of Memphis, rather. Shauna, how's everything going? It's going great. Uh, I mean, we're working hard, but it's it's a lot of fun, a really good experience here. Awesome. Outstanding. So how did you get this opportunity? Um, my professor, Dr. Roxanne Coach, she heard about um, – an opportunity that students have had in the past to be able to go and cover the Olympics as flash quote reporters. So she reached out to the Olympic News Service and asked them if we could bring some students down, and they're like, sure. So um, back in September, the study abroad office had it going, and, and I looked into it, and I was like, heck, yeah, I want to go cover the Olympics. Like, who gets to do that? So she worked it all out. So there's 14 of us from the U of M, and then there's 25 from uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Nice. Yeah, Sean, so Sean those made the good decision of uh, doing that. I decided that uh, I was going to wait on another opportunity that ultimately fell through. So I'm a little jealous I'm not down there. <laughs> uh, new rule. Whenever you get a chance to cover the Olympics, Drew, go cover the Olympics. I know that now. <laughs> All right. Okay. So is it just you two? Is it, well, you two. Is it just the two schools, Memphis and Chapel Hill? Yes, there's just two of us. Um, and we have two or three people at every event and we uh, just go and ask the athletes quotes and then we report those and then those quotes go on the Olympic News Service, their website, and then every media outlet in the world can use those quotes. 
Oh, nice. So who's that athlete who you've talked to, gotten a quote from that you were just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking to this person right now? Um, well, so it was a little different for me because I got assigned to rowing and sprint canoe. And those are two oh, sports. Those that, are great sports. Yeah. <laughs> those are two sports coming down here. I was like, I know nothing about either one of those. So uh, today I actually got to do the first one-on-one interview with somebody, and he was a silver medalist named Casper uh, Dorgensen from Denmark. Uh, that was the first time because the way it works with the rowing is there's an area that all the media is, and all the athletes come down there after the races, but there's a race every 10 minutes. So we were running around like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to get the quotes and get them in the computer and submit them online within five minutes of them saying it. So it's crazy. That's wow. So you how did you get stuck with rowing? Like you didn't you didn't want gymnastics? You didn't want to talk to Michael Phil? Yeah, I, I would have jumped all over basketball? basketball. Um well they gave us the option like we we have to list five sports that we would like to cover if we got the opportunity to go in the application and I didn't list rowing or canoe sprint, obviously. I think I listed, like, football, basketball, track and field, um, water polo, and I think canoe slalom because I thought it was really interesting. But the Olympic Committee itself actually decided who did which sport, and whatever people put, nobody really got any of those sports. Oh, of so, course, because everybody wants the good stuff. Did anyone from the Yeah, University I was like, I'll do. Oh, my bad. What was that? Go ahead, Shauna. Did anyone uh, from the University like, of Memphis get uh, basketball? Uh, this guy thing is so messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Dr. C said that there was a couple people that when they sent the list of who was covering what, she was like, no, that's not happening. Because we have a girl um, to graduate in December from the U of M that she did gymnastics for 14 years. And they put her on something else. And they're like, no, she has to do gymnastics. Obviously, she knows everything. Um but the other request, there had to be at least one university Memphis on basketball and one on, on football. So Chip uh, Williams, the new sports editor for the Houseman, is on basketball. Okay. Good for him. Good for him. Have you got to see any of the other events outside of, what is it, speed, rowing, and canoeing? Or whatever it is, what, what are you rowing covering? Rowing and sprint canoe. Uh, yeah, rowing I, and sprint canoe. I got to go to a couple handball games. Which, if you don't know what handball is, you should watch it because it's, like, the best sport ever. <laughs> Literally a combination of basketball, soccer, and hockey. Pretty awesome. Um, I also went to a rugby game, uh, field hockey, and um, what's the other one? Basketball. I got to go to basketball for a little while. Oh, who did you get to see? Was it men's, women's, or...? It was men's. It was Argentina and um, I don't remember who they played. I know. <laughs> okay, talk to, talk to us a little bit about the the environment surrounding the Olympics right now. I know right before the Olympics got ready to get underway, I was talking to Paul Puyat, uh, pole vaulter from Latvia, and we were discussing some of the concerns about uh, being down in Rio. Has it has that changed at all? Are there still concerns? Are you still on your P's and Q's? Um, I don't think there's really – I think a lot of those concerns that they had were kind of more made up to keep the cycle going, to be honest. Um, 
as far as like Zika thing, I think I've seen like 10 mosquitoes the entire time I've been here. They're, I really, it's their winter season here, so I don't really see them. I don't, I mean, I still wear bug spray, but I don't think it's as big of a deal as they made it. And then the water, I've been to the beach several times and I, the water looks fine to me. Like they said, cause uh, where my events are at Lagoa Stadium, the water they said has been cleaner now than it has been in a decade. And they've been rowing in it for years and never had issues. Okay. But wasn't the so, uh, water that uh, they were doing all the rowing sports in the ones that are supposedly supposed to have all the sewage in it, though? Yeah, I I mean, I'm at Lagoa every day, and it it looks clean to me. Like, it, I haven't seen or smelled anything that would make it questionable. So the report out there about the canoeer or the rower, excuse me, who ended up capsizing because of that floating couch like you you haven't seen anything of the sort popping off down in brazil um, the, correct no the the serbians that capsized was because the water was really rough that day it, it was a it was a rough day for racing because when it gets really windy the water gets really bad row we've actually had two days of rowing canceled because of the wind mm-hmm. so that was why they capsized how frustrating is that for the athletes that you talk to about, um, you know, having to recant, reschedule everything after being so prepared to go on a certain day at a certain time? Um, most don't like it, but a lot of them, when they like, they look at the water, they're like, oh, you know, we'd rather row when it's nicer. Um, some actually prefer to row when it's rough. I talked to two Irish brothers, uh, O'Donovan brothers. They were mad because it got canceled, and they wanted to make their debut that day. They had to make it the next day. They were like, we learned to row in this. They're like, Basically, their quote was that everyone got frightened by the water, so we should have rowed anyway. They were ready to row. Okay, okay. And so how many different areas are there for uh, the water sports, you know, rowing, canoeing, kayaking, et cetera? Um, all of the, the canoe sprint and the rowing are Lagoa Stadium, which is like, it's basically a lake in the middle of the city. Um, okay. And then the canoe slalom is, is on a different part of Lagoa, I think. Um, but I think those, those are the main water sports. And that one is more of like a whitewater raft, so it's, it's set up kind of a course. It's not directly in the water um, like ones are. All right. Have you, have you encountered any protests? Uh, I have not personally. There was one that happened, I think, on opening ceremony day, but it was too far away from anywhere we were to matter. You went to opening ceremony. What was that like? Did not actually go to opening ceremony. Wait. <laughs> I thought you said you were there. She said it was that no, night. No, you had to have... Oh, that night. Ah, my fault. Uh, I, I didn't even watch the opening ceremony. That was a an interesting day for us because we were living in one of the media villages and they moved us to a different one because they overbooked and they lost our reservation. So we spent four hours in the lobby waiting for them to figure it out. Then we went to go hike to Chrysler because we were all off that day and it was closed. So we ended up hiking to Sugarloaf and then went to dinner and then we all crashed. We were exhausted from the rough day. Oh, that is that is awful. How, how has the overall experience been for you being down there? 
overall, like, I love it. I, I have met so many people that I would never have a chance to if I wasn't in the Olympics. Um, I, my sport writer that's assigned to work rowing and, and spray with me, she is the best. She's from London, and she's a very experienced uh, journalist. So she's like, if you ever come to London or you're and you need a job, like, just let me know. Uh, I've met, just riding on the buses with other journalists, I have met them and just be able to have conversations and make contacts. And then, I mean, who wouldn't love to be able to interview Olympic athletes right after they win a medal? I mean, overall, it's it's been an amazing experience, and there's nothing that go wrong that would make it bad. So what happens after you finish with all these water sports? Because they, they are going to win. Do you just get to kick it in uh, the media part of the village, or do they send you back home? Um, sometimes, because my my event run like, during the daytime, it ends by, like, 1 or 2 o'clock every day. Sometimes I go to an event just to watch them. Sometimes they'll send me to another sport to cover it. Um, I, I had to go cover volleyball once uh, uh but other than that what men's or women's uh women's indoor okay uh, uh other than that i haven't had to go anywhere it takes me about two two and a half hours for to get back to where we stay so then i get home and i'm tired i have to wake up at four thirty in order to get there in the morning Yikes. yeah it's it's a rough schedule because I don't have to be there until 7.30, but it takes about three hours in the morning via the bus schedules to actually get there. Uh, but Canoe Sprint actually is going to end at like 10.15 in the morning. starts at 9. So I'll have plenty of time to go explore the city or go to other events. I'm actually going to go see Paul's pole vault this weekend. Yeah, good luck. I Well, not to you, uh-huh. but good luck to Paul's, man. <laughs> we We interviewed him. Uh, last episode great guy great story hopefully he does well i look forward to watching him on tv i won't get to watch him there live but yeah it'll be fun watching him pole vault is there anything that you are or anything that you were excited about going down there that you are you're not as excited about now after doing it um not really i mean i was just excited to be able to go and even though I got sports I didn't really like I still have gotten to go and see some random sports I get to go see a water polo uh, quarterfinals next week so that'll be interesting do you know who's playing no they haven't finished this all the other ones yet (laughs) okay all right you're just you're just a fan of sports which is awesome man that's great water polo fascinates me when you are uh, off, like, uh, how close is where the media is staying to the actual, like, athletes in the village? So, how do you actually get um, to see them? Not really. There, where we were originally, we were within walking distance to Olympic, like, Olympic Village and the main press center. But mm-hmm. now we're about 25 minutes via bus from there. They moved us out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I see them when we're in the ring. I see them walking on the streets. Like, we went to the Team USA store, and the Team USA house is there, and I saw some of them there. They're, they go down to the beach. They just walk around like normal people. Like, I see them. I'm like, wait a second. You were just, you know, won an Olympic medal, and now you're just walking around the street. 
Nice, nice. Last question. We'll let you go, Shauna. Thank you so much for joining us again, as always. Um, have you been on Team USA's yacht, the basketball Ooh, good team? Question. I have not. I have yet to find it. I <laughs> we have tried scavenger hunt to find it. Every time somebody has an off day, we're like, somebody go find it. Okay. Well, first off, that well, thing's not that thing's not a yacht. It's a mini cruise liner. That thing should oh, never yeah, be qualified me. as a yacht. Excuse me, the cruise liner, Team USA <laughs> cruise liner. No, when you find it, no, the, you know, share pictures, man. We want to see. Oh, most, most definitely. One, one last question since we did bring up uh, basketball. Yeah. So Marcus Cousins says that he's become uh, pretty close to Brittany Griner, and Brittany Griner wants to play one-on-one with, against DeMarcus Cousins. Who wins and what's the score? How long is the game? Just a normal game? We'll say 2-11. Okay. I say Brittany Griner wins 11-9. to nine. And Drew's only asking that because they talked about it on middays today. And, I mean, that's whatever. It's never going to happen. So, whatever. I'm shocked she picked Brittany Griner to win. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Brittany Griner is an exceptional athlete. She and, and she is better than a lot of NBA bigs is, out there. Is she more physical than Marcus Cousins? Marcus Cousins a baby. I mean, it doesn't. This conversation doesn't matter. They're never going to play. You should be able to appreciate them both separately without having to compare them to one another constantly. Just appreciate the fact she's really good at what she does, and he's really good at what he does. All right, I appreciate it. Okay, all right, Shauna. Where can everybody find you at on Twitter or Instagram or whatever? Uh, my username for everything is at salty underscore thirty nine. Wait, why is that your name? <laughs> Are you salty about something? No. Salty okay. about covering speed canoeing. My favorite baseball player has always been Jared Saltolamakia, and that's his nickname and his number. So that's the username I've used since I've had Twitter for four or five years. Okay, we're going to have to have you on one day to talk a little baseball. Well, I'll talk baseball all day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shauna, for joining us. That'll do it for this episode of Playing Hurt. Drew, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at dbarrett1236. Follow me on Twitter at dbarrett36. Also, don't forget to listen to me every Wednesday and Friday from 835 to 9 o'clock on WMRU92, the Sports Desk with Devin Walker. Uh, not really called the Sports Desk anymore. I've renamed it to Drew and Devin Argues for a half an hour. Uh, so it's a pretty good listen. All right, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ConRadicalness, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like 
Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis' most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday night on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom, every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap, and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant. CerritoTrivia.com.